0: Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done before we get into this episode i wanted to give a big thank you to all the fans of our channel who have invested in our new film project An angry boy we've gotten over 330 people on board with us we're all super excited to get started, and if you're interested in joining in on it too, there's still a few days left. There's updates, articles, videos, and photos over at our Start Engine page to give you more information, so check it out in the link in the description, or just Google an Angry Boy Start Engine. Thank you all so much, we really couldn't have done it without your support. Strange and Scary Mysteries of the Month, November 2020 Strange and Scary Mysteries of the Month is a compilation of the weird, disturbing, and downright baffling stories currently happening in our world. From UFOs to serial killers, ancient sites, mysterious creatures, and even ghosts, these are the Strange and Scary Mysteries of the Month for November 2020. Number 5. Woman Missing for 12 Days Holly Couture is just one of the millions of people from around the world today who has been dealing with hard times brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. She had lost her nannying job because of it and has since been living in a converted van by herself. Described by her sister as a free-spirited woman, the 38-year-old has been a longtime lover of nature and often finds herself or with others hiking along nature trails. She's as spontaneous as anyone out there, and always one to follow her heart. Earlier in October, she told her folks that she wanted to spend a few weeks at their home in California. Everything was going well when she got there, until one night, she randomly decided to leave for Utah without telling anyone about the plan. She left everything back at her parents' home, including her phone, in an interview, Jamie Strong, who was Holly's sister, surmised that the mother of one was having a mental breakdown and that she just wanted to be alone. Unbeknownst to everyone, Couture was at Zion National Park in Utah on October 6, 2020. She had with her outdoor gear that included a backpack, blanket, and hammock. She began her first day at the camp with a fasting and a long hike all by herself. She was dropped off there by a private shuttle bus at the Grotto Park area within Zion and was supposed to be picked up by the same service in the same spot, but she never returned. Along the trail, she decided to make a rest stop in a vegetated area and there set up her hammock. She went down to sit on it, and when she swung back, she hit her head on a tree. That hard fall made her disoriented and immobile. Park officials were concerned when she failed to show up at the rendezvous point, point. Cordier's family was later contacted by them, and they too were worried for her whereabouts. Aside from the assistance given to them by the park authorities at Zion, Strong also hired a private search and rescue team to help in the efforts. They organized a fundraiser aimed to cover the cost of the search and possible aftercare when Holly was found. They were able to raise $12,000 in funds for this. Many online critics have said that this was all a hoax and a money grab, claiming that the entire fundraiser was nothing more than a way to get some cash. Couture was found on October 18th famished and dehydrated. She also suffered a concussion, kidney failure, and foot injuries, but otherwise is now doing well. Number 4. Brian Trotter Jr. Brian Trotter Jr., a native of Triangle, Virginia, aspired to make it big in the hip-hop scene. Trotter, who goes by the name Kent Won't Stop, was last seen on October 17, 2020 after being picked up by his friend Robert Coltrane. The two were basically inseparable, having been best friends since childhood. And that day, they told Trotter's father that they were off to take pictures somewhere in Washington, D.C., which was about 30 miles away from their home. The younger Trotter said goodbye and told his dad I love you. Little did the older man know that that would be the last time he would ever see his child alive again. When the rapper failed to return home later that day, the family immediately filed a missing persons report and all the while they called Coltrane to ask about his friend's whereabouts. Much to their confusion, he gave them conflicting explanations on why Trotter Jr. was not yet home. Ultimately, he told them that he had dropped him off somewhere in D.C. and that another common friend of theirs came to pick him up. As the young man's family continued their search for him, his best friend apparently drove to Florida. On his way along the rain-soaked and slippery Palmetto Expressway, a state road around the greater Miami area, Coltrane got into an accident. State Highway Patrol troopers found the man's silver Acura severely crashed along the highway on Sunday afternoon, October 25th. Responders became suspicious of the 25-year-old when he asked authorities to allow him to remove his belongings from the car. Even more so, they noticed a foul odor coming from the vehicle's interior and a swarm of flies that seemed to cling around the trunk. The police were prompted to open the trunk and there found the dead body of Brian Trotter Jr., wrapped in a piece of fabric and in an advanced stage of decomposition. The autopsy revealed that he was shot point blank multiple times on the day of his disappearance this also meant that Coltrane had been driving around with his dead friend in his trunk for more than a week. The young man was arrested upon the discovery of the corpse and was charged with second-degree murder and illegal transport of human remains. The motive for the killing is yet to be disclosed, but theories suggest this could have something to do with envy and bitterness that the accused felt against the victim. Number 3. Submarine Murderer Peter Madsen. Peter Madsen was jailed in 2018 for the murder of a Swedish journalist, and recently, he made it to the headlines again for his attempt to escape from prison on Tuesday, October 20th, 2020. Police reports indicate that the high profile inmate got out after taking a female prison psychologist hostage using what appeared to be a gun. The high-stakes hostage situation involves squadrons of armed police officers and prison guards who were following him ever since he stepped out of the gates of Herstedvester Prison in Albertsland, Denmark. Madsen is a Danish inventor, engineer, and entrepreneur who was first known for his crowdfunded space projects like the Copenhagen Suborbitals and the rocket Madsen Space Lab. This rocket specialist also loved to tinker his way around sea vessels, particularly with submarines, and he was able to launch not only one but three submarines over the course of several years as a prolific inventor. If the first two subs, the UC1 Freya and UC2 Kraka, were testaments of his genius than the third, the UC3 Nautilus, could bear proof of his insane and twisted nature. Launched in 2008, the Nautilus had since been making voyages in and around Copenhagen. And then came August 11, 2017, when Madsen notified event coordinators that the sub wouldn't be able to make it to an exhibit as scheduled. That day, the vessel had left its dock with Madsen and renowned Swedish journalist Kim Wall inside. The journalist, who had written for prestigious global publications like the New York Times, was on board for an in-depth and exclusive interview. This, however, was the last time she was seen alive. On August 12, 2017, the Nautilus was reported missing and later on declared sunk outside the harbor of Copenhagen. A police investigation was then launched with Madsen as the prime suspect in the disappearance of Wall. Meanwhile, Danish authorities pulled the submarine from the waters to search for evidence regarding Wall's disappearance. Then, days later, parts of the victim's dismembered body were found washed ashore. Madsen was eventually arrested and charged with her murder. The accused gave a series of shifting explanations surrounding the journalist's death before admitting to dismembering her body and tossing the parts overboard. Matson, however, denied murdering wall. In January of 2018, he was charged with murder, indecent handling of a corpse, and sexual assault due to the stabbing later found in the victim's reproductive area. He was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison. Interestingly, a life sentence in a Danish prison only amounts to 17 years in jail. In Denmark, the number of prison escapes and attempts is fairly high, After taking his hostage last month, there was a brief standoff that ended in the 49-year-old Madsen being swiftly taken into custody. It is yet to be found out what actions law enforcement authorities would take in light of Madsen's prison break attempt. Number 2. Skull Found on Mount Hood Thanks to the latest technological developments in DNA forensic analysis, Portland, Oregon authorities have finally confirmed the identity of a skull fragment found on Mount Hood back in the mid-1980s, which is now said to belong to a young woman who had gone missing for decades. The mystery of the unknown skull began in 1986, when two Forest Service workers stumbled upon the partial cranium, some bone fragments, and a tooth near government camp off of U.S. 26 near Clackamas County, Oregon. A week later, the Oregon State Police Forensic Department announced that the remains could belong to a young female individual or a small male. The bones, according to the examiner at that time, could have been in the forest for at least 10 years. There were no other developments after that. The remains, meanwhile, sat in an evidence room for another 20 years until, in 2008, when a state forensic anthropologist re-examined them. This time, a much more specific victim profile was created and the bones were said to have belonged to a woman in her late teens or early 20s. Using that information, authorities were able to come up with a sketch and a facial reconstruction of the missing victim using clay. This provided a number of leads in the investigation, but there was no considerable information gathered that could give the case any forward momentum. Another 10 years had passed when the Oregon State Medical Examiner's Office was finally given the grant to conduct a genetic genealogy procedure on the unidentified remains. This yielded a very surprising set of results. It was discovered that the subject is a female of Northern European descent with fair skin, hazel or brown eyes, brown hair and some freckles on the face. With this information, authorities were finally able to reveal the possible name of the young woman, Wanda Ann Hur. Hur was born in 1957 and it disappeared sometime after June of 1976 while living in a group home near Gresham, Oregon. She was only 17 when she vanished. Police were able to track down the girl's surviving family members who said that their sister had a chronic habit of running away from home. Interestingly though, no missing persons report was ever filed under her name. To make matters worse, she had no bank account, license, or police records that were filed in her name. No one knows exactly the reason why she ran away and lived separately from her family and there are no clues as to what could have brought her remains to rest on Mount Hood. Number 1. Keith Rainier Faces Sentencing Keith Rainier, the leader of a sex cult disguised as a self help company called Nexium, was sentenced to 60 to 120 years in prison after being found guilty on seven charges, including sex trafficking. Racketeering and forced labor conspiracy on October 27, 2020. The convicted, who was known to his followers as the smartest man in the world, was arrested by local authorities in Mexico in March of 2018 and was made to stand trial in May the following year. While there may be some issues raised against Nexium itself, the trouble is focused more on the organization's internal faction called DOS which is an acronym for the Latin phrase Dominus Obsequius Sorium. The term roughly translates to Master over Slave. This secret group within a group is exclusive only to female Nexium members, and getting accepted into DOS is not an easy task. Each woman was required to give what they called collateral, which comes in the form of nude photographs, videos, or audio recordings or any sort of physical material that would bear information of activities which an initiate would otherwise wish to remain secret. In other words, Rainier is asking those who want to join DOS to provide very compromising materials which he could use to blackmail them. Aside from these materials and information, the women also have to undergo a rather painful ceremony where they get naked and then are branded on the skin using a cauterizing pen. Inside DOS is a hierarchy comprising of a master and slave wherein the slaves are forced to do whatever the masters tell them. One of the most notable figures to enter Nexium is the dynasty actress Catherine Oxenberg. With her was her daughter India, who later joined the ranks of slaves in DOS. The young Oxenberg was among those who took witness against Rainier during his trial. According to Catherine, She and the other girls in DOS were basically sex slaves of the cult leader. It was in October of 2017 when the controversy first came to the forefront in an article from the New York Times. In it, they detailed the physical, emotional, and sexual abuse that these women had allegedly endured while inside the secret sorority. That unwanted publicity prompted the Brooklyn native and a few members of his clique to flee to Mexico, where he was later arrested. Within that circle are his so-called first-line slaves. That includes big names like Allison Mack, who was better known for her role in the CW show Smallville, and Claire Bronfman, an heiress to the Seagram Company. Among the charges filed against him include sexual exploitation of a child, sex and labor trafficking, identity theft, and conspiracy to alter records. On top of these, there were also some homicide speculations regarding the deaths of Rainier's alleged former lovers like Gina Hutchinson, who was found dead of a gunshot wound, Kristen Snyder who was last seen at the Nexium event before disappearing, and a few others who perished because of cancer, however it's speculated that they may have actually been slowly poisoned. An HBO docuseries titled The Vow details the life, exploits, and eventual arrest of Keith Rainier. So, there were the strange and scary mysteries of the month for November 2020. Every day we encounter strange and baffling stories that most of us don't know what to make of. These are just a handful, but there's so many more to uncover. If you like this video, then please subscribe because every week we're putting out new mysterious videos for you to check out. And make sure to listen to the Scary Mysteries in Town podcast as well for more chilling stories. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you soon.